Welcome to Get on the Mend from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy. So with evidence-based advice from physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers, take charge of your health. Did you know that severe headaches or migraines impact more than 15% of Americans aged 18 years or older? The pain can be incredibly debilitating and is considered to be one of the main causes of disability worldwide. Our guests for this episode are from the Texas Tech Physicians Headache Clinic in Amarillo, Texas. Dr. Evelyn Spar, Director, and Nurse Practitioner Nicole Campbell. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you for coming on as guests and helping us understand this health topic. Please tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the HSC. Thank you for having us today. Um, my name is Dr. Evelyn Spar, and I am a family practice physician, but I am also a headache medicine physician. Currently, I am the director of the headache clinic here at the Texas Tech Headache Clinic in Amarillo. My name is Nicole Campbell. I'm a family nurse practitioner with added qualifications in headache medicine. Thanks for coming on. What's the difference between regular headaches and severe headaches and migraines? The biggest difference between a regular headache and a severe headache, such as a migraine, is disability. Most of us will often have a headache that you know comes whenever we're stressed out or we had a long day, we skipped our morning cup of coffee, um, and those go away on their own or they're responsive to Tylenol or ibuprofen or something over the counter, and then you just really don't get another one for you know, a month or so. It's not something that's very common. Migraine sufferers, however, deal with usually fairly frequent um, disabling headaches. And the pain is typically, it's often described as pulsing or throbbing. Patients will say that it's just on one side of their head. They experience sensitivity to light and sound. Sometimes they're nauseated and sometimes they even vomit. Most of them don't want to be touched because they say that just their hair hurts. Everything kind of hurts and they're just very sensitive to anything on the outside. And that's not a typical headache. That's not something that most people deal with on a regular basis. So about how many people suffer from severe headaches and migraines? Sadly, it's incredibly common. So in the United States, there's about 39 million people who suffer from migraines. So that ends up being about one in four households or uh, one in five females. It's about one in 16 males. And unfortunately, it's even one in 11 kids. So it's incredibly common. It is a worldwide phenomena. We uh, estimate there's about 1 billion people that are affected by migraine worldwide. What are the causes? What would cause this problem worldwide? It's mostly hereditary. Kind of the sad part about migraine headaches is there's still a lot we don't know and we don't understand about headaches, but the research is more forthcoming every year. They're incredibly complex and it's, it's not a simple it's not a simple answer. It's not a simple that, you know, there's, there's not a mass in our brain. There's not a blood flow problem. It's a very complex neurologic process. But essentially, people who have migraines have a very sensitive brain that doesn't like change. 
And so there's lots of changes out there, some that we can control, some things we eat, things that we drink. But unfortunately, there's lots of things we can't control, stressors in our lives, weather changes, dust, temperature changes, all that can affect and can bring on migraines. What are the reasons that people just put up with their headaches? I think that oftentimes people do end up just dealing with their chronic headaches or migraine disorders. For migraines specifically, people tend to just put up with them because they have had multiple tests done, such as blood work and CAT scans or MRIs, and nothing has been found, which is great, but it doesn't give them a lot of validity. They don't feel like, okay, you know, I found a problem and, and this is how I treat it. Migraine is very, very frustrating to a lot of people because it's an invisible disease. And they can feel it, but nobody can really see it. And that becomes a problem because they feel like they are making something up. You know, nobody else can see it. I'm what my pain is, is real. However, I can't prove that I'm hurting. And they either just try to ignore that pain um, or it becomes so severe that finally people do see it. They're missing work. They're missing activities with their children. They're having to stay in bed all day. Their pain is becoming more severe and more disabling and they're just not able to tolerate it anymore. So they end up seeking help. But if migraines are, you know, just once or twice a month, they're able to hide it and ignore it. But I think the longer that people end up doing that, the more severe it becomes. And then they get into what we call chronic migraine, which is incredibly disabling. So what are the treatments that your clinic provides for head chronic headaches and migraines? We have a lot. I think the most important thing is really starting with education. We try to teach people a little bit about their headaches because everybody's headache is different. And so understanding what it is that seems to trigger your headache is very important. We talk a lot about things that we do with our body that help make our bodies healthy, some vitamins and supplements that are very helpful. We talk about relaxation and biofeedback therapies. But there are also many prescription medications that are available to help with migraines. There are um, a lot of devices that are available to help with headaches for people who really don't like to take prescription medications. There's injection therapy as well. So we do some interventional techniques for people. And, and that includes Botox, which right now is the only approved medication for people who suffer from chronic migraines, which is a condition where they actually have more than 15 headaches a month, of which at least eight are considered migraines. For anyone who might be concerned with taking pain medication, do you prescribe pain medication for, during your treatments for chronic headaches and migraines? We do prescribe pain medications for our headache patients. However, they aren't the typical pain medications that you would suspect. We do not use opioid pain medications. We really try to treat the disease and not the symptoms. Um, opioids tend to cause what we call medication overuse headaches. And that is because they are have, you have to use them more frequently and they don't actually treat the mechanism of what we believe to be the cause of migraines. So um, using something like a triptan 
um, like sumatriptan, rhizotriptan, fovotriptan. There's various different ones that we could use. Those actually treat the mechanism of a migraine versus just treating the pain. And oftentimes with medications like Vicodin or Percocet or the things that people think are actually going to help them more because they're a, you know, quote unquote, stronger pain medication don't tend to work as well. You end up having to take more and then you get into a cycle of medication overuse headaches, which are extremely painful and difficult to get rid of. They actually make headache disorders much worse. And with so many people suffering from headaches, do you mostly just see that it's adults or children? Do children suffer from headaches, chronic headaches and migraines as well? Because it is familial, we do see it in kids as well. While we see just the 17 and over population, um, we have a pediatric neurologist and she has a nurse practitioner who specializes in headaches here as well to help see that population. What's interesting with kids is migraines in kids sometimes doesn't even present with the headache. It often does, but sometimes it can present with really bad vertigo or it can present with motion sickness and um, abdominal pain and vomiting that's just kind of persistent and recurrent. So they can have a different constellation of symptoms. If anyone is feeling any of these symptoms, how could they bring up their concerns with their primary care provider? I think that just having that conversation with their provider and letting them know how they're feeling and not just letting it be something that's brushed off. If a patient is truly having headaches that are disabling them or making it where they're having to miss functions with their kids or, you know, they're having to sleep a lot more, they feel like their life is being impacted negatively in some way. They really need to just make that known to their provider and just sit down and have that conversation. And, you know, if they don't feel like they're getting the help that they need to reach out to other other providers or other facilities and get the help that they do need, not to just ignore it. Everybody deserves to feel their best. Is there anything else you would like to add for our listeners to learn about chronic headaches and migraines? There are lots of great websites out there that are available. You know, we think that education is key, but both Nicole and I either, you know, I'm personally a migraine sufferer. Uh, Nicole's life has been touched with migraines growing up and we, we're personally very invested in this and we know how much time people lose, not just in work, but how much family time that you lose. And it's amazing to watch patients who just feel like they're getting their lives back. So please, if you feel like you're suffering and you're losing time, don't let another day pass because there are such great options out there. And we find that patients get their life back often very quickly. And you know, when you're stuck down with a headache and you're having more headache days than you're having headache-free days, you know, let someone help you. National Headache Foundation um, has a great website, just headaches.org. Um, there's another great website just called migraines.com, but I'd recommend that you keep a headache diary. You can print out a diary off of the internet, but if you have a smartphone, uh, there are headache diary apps. There's one called iHeadache or Migraine Buddy or just a couple um, that are be very helpful for your physicians. The unfortunate thing is not 
one single patient fits into a box. Everybody is so different and unique that it's hard to give, you know, too generalized advice because that's not going to apply to most people. That's why we have to really sit down with them and get a very good history and figure out what the problem is specifically for that patient in order to help them the best way. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and telling our listeners about headaches, chronic headaches and migraines, and that there is help available for them. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Get on the Mend. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to share the podcast with your friends and family. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare provider for questions regarding your health or medical condition. Get on the Mend is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center.